you know what i have loads more on popular opinions um the topic of this particular video is uh pharma big pharma and doctors and society um and the man who medicates schizophrenics and people with other mental health disorders and specifically psychotic disorders who medicate us just to silence unpopular or novel thought um the thing is i was first diagnosed with schizophrenia drug-induced schizophrenia when i was 18 years old uh, basically it came on because I was experiencing symptoms of hallucinations and delusions, and I was used to that because I did a ton of acid in, in high school, um, lysergic acid, diethylamide, LSD, uh, and I saw things and I understood points of view and I, I, I experienced a hole that was greater than myself regularly, um, but then I started getting hallucinations and delusions when I wasn't expecting them, like when I would smoke weed or even then when I would be sober for days on end, I would lay in bed and see things and see visions of myself and see um, an, another reality that wasn't mine and countless other realities that weren't mine. And I mean, my friend described it as living 10,000 lives in the span of 10 minutes. Um, but it's not even just restricted to that. It, it goes on. It, uh, it embodies the the consciousness of everything that is and everything that isn't at the same time it's, it's very much like a quantum mechanic because it's everything and nothing and both everything and nothing at the same time either way the point is i was first medicated at 18. uh they put me on three different medications uh, a mood stabilizer uh, an antipsychotic and a anxiety drug now when they signed me up for the anxiety drug i didn't really know and they didn't really know apparently how bad benzodiazepines were for people uh and they made me sign a contract at the time which kind of eliminates the fact that I did know how bad it was. Uh, they made me sign a contract saying that if I was to drink while on these clonazepam, uh, which is a PAM, which is a benzodiazepine, um, and I did something stupid that I wouldn't hold the pharma or the doctors or the medical care professionals responsible for that interaction of drugs. Needless to say, I did drink on them. I did... <clears throat> countless times um and made some bad decisions and at times was unable to walk uh, but the point was they fed those drugs to me and then i would go and say hey i'm still anxious and they would give me more drugs and then i was up to 14 clonazepam a day as needed quote unquote um to calm my anxiety and to be able to get through the day but the thing is you become dependent on them and then um you start taking them in order to uh prevent the oncoming anxiety that you don't know if it'll be there or not and you need it to get through the day you need it to wake up in the morning you need it to go to bed at night um benzos are horrible drugs antipsychotics are horrible drugs they're basically built on limiting the dopamine that your brain is able to send or receive to and from itself so you don't get overstimulated you don't start experiencing things that don't really exist uh and it's a blanket diagnosis it's a blanket cure and 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 uh these medications are not backed usually by any kind of scientific relief for the people that are, are prescribed them they're basically prescribed to keep us from realizing or 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 rallying and and coming together and and becoming more 
of a threat to the system and the status quo. Um, they're limiting my dopamines that I have to go and find it other ways. And I mean, I've, I've, it's, it's, it's a common thing with people that have mental health issues to be, uh, with, what do they call it? Co, uh, coexisting or whatever there's a word for it uh where you also have addictions issues because they give me these drugs that take away all of my dopamine and they give it to countless tens of hundreds of thousands of people in this country um to take away my dopamine and then i have to go find it somewhere else so i find it in stimulants i find it in hallucinogenics and i find it on the streets and i i mix these drugs which is probably horrible and, and, and webmd will tell you that it's horrible it's a bad idea you shouldn't do that and even Eerowid, the the collective um, site of uh, first-person stories about uh, drug interactions and drug experiences, tells you that you shouldn't mix these drugs. You shouldn't mix uppers and downers. You shouldn't mix antipsychotics and cocaine. But either way, um, the problem is that they are scared of people who experience one consciousness or one love or one, one uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, the precipice of the infinite or the, the other side um, or the 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 collective consciousness uh, because it goes very much against how they're trying to segregate and, and trying to trying to keep us all oppressed because uh, if we realize that we're all the same person and we start treating each other <laughs> like the golden rule says and like Christianity and, and Islam and all these religions tell you to treat people from 2000 or 1000 or 5000 years ago um, is to treat other people like as you expect to be treated yourself and if we, we don't do that because we're classically greedy because greed is shoved down our throats by the, the, the collective forces and the world's ultra elite we're, we're forced to be greedy and we're forced to compete and we're forced to live in a society where we have to stomp on others in order to get ahead and if we decided as a whole and as a unit that we don't need to do that anymore and that we want to treat other people as we would expect to be treated ourselves and uh live life as life was intended rather than via hate and via competition and via capitalism and via currency uh, if we decided that we wanted to live and treat each other's I mean, it's more than just as equals, it's as gods. If we decided that we were each our own individual god and that we are our own reflection of a greater consciousness and one love or one consciousness, I guess, I just said that, um, then we would put an end to racism and hatred and war and senseless murder and, 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 and murder by design and murder by... Uh, systemic murder of people like do you think that um what is it called now fentanyl do you think fentanyl is just because drug dealers are trying to make more money or do you think the government decided to further oppress and further victimize uh the people who are uh, at most risk for overdosing on fentanyl do you think that they they decided to in, in insert it in the drug supply as it's coming to the country or before it gets in this country by by incentivizing people overseas to do it because i mean if you think about it logically a drug dealer is just trying to make money a drug dealer is a businessman a drug dealer doesn't want to kill off his 
clients because then he loses money. And that's true of every single level of drug dealer unless they're going to make more money by putting fentanyl in their drugs because they're being bribed to by actors outside of the drug society, the drug collective, the drug uh, bubble. The point is, um, the people that are most susceptible to being traumatized by addiction are also the people that are most susceptible to be diagnosed with mental health issues like psychosis and schizophrenia that could somehow realize and and unite and if they were able to communicate but they're not able to communicate the drugs and the recreational drugs and the the fentanyl and and all of this stuff is is killing us off slowly and more than that it's silencing us and making us unable to form our opinions and thoughts into a coherent sentence i mean i don't know if you guys know very many schizophrenics but it affects like one out of a hundred thousand people and there's different types of schizophrenia like catatonic schizophrenia you can't even get out of bed you're just there you're catatonic you're in a coma um, from your affliction. And I, I mean, I've been there. I've been at the point where I'm, I'm so harassed by my hallucinations and delusions that I just withdraw into myself. And a lot of people are scared of schizophrenics and people with psychotic illnesses uh, because of the, the, the stigma in society and in the media, which is owned by the rich and, 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 and serves their ultimate goals. But it's more statistically likely for someone with psychosis to be abused than it is for them to abuse other people because they're more susceptible, they're more vulnerable, they're more easily abused. And that's actual facts. You can look that up. And there's more to it than just that. The uh, the rate of smoking cigarettes or smoking uh, 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 cigarettes, yeah, uh, tobacco um, in schizophrenics is is like three times that of the average population. And the rate of attempted suicide is like five times the average population. And the rate of concurrent is what concurrent is what it's called concurrent disorders, which means having a, a mental health issue and a, a, a an addictions issue is about two or three times the general population. So someone with schizophrenia is about three times more likely to abuse hard drugs that, that put them at risk of dying. And I mean, I've had friends die. I've had friends overdose. I've had friends go down that road and not come back. And that's by design. And the thing is, they take away my dopamine to make me look for dopamine in other places because it puts me at risk of dying and it puts me even further subjugated and scalched or, or silenced by the system and by pharma and by doctors and by the government and by the law. And that's just the way it is. And that's because they're afraid that they might get overthrown or that some kind of grassroots movement might change the paradigms by which they survive and thrive that they've over generations spent countless billions and trillions of dollars to instill as the norm and once you start losing track of reality and losing track of even yourself or even your humanity you start to realize that none of it matters and 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 these things that that keep the status quo are actually just there to strip you of your rights and responsibilities and your 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 ability and your 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 opportunity and give all that i mean like it's it's even true 
thousands of years ago when Christianity or like other religions started to become a driving force in society. Um, like in Christianity, they had the tithe. So if you wanted to spend less time in purgatory, you would literally bribe, you would give all of your physical worldly wealth to the priest and he would somehow barter with God to give you less time in purgatory before you would go on to heaven. And how messed up is that? And that's the point of every single structure that keeps us from realizing opportunity is that they they want us to give our financial and, and, and worldly wealth while we're living in order for a better to have a better afterlife or to have a better uh community or to have a better um you know better schools better roads better everything and it's all a lie it's all a construct to keep them wealthy and i wish people would realize that and i wish that i could deliver my message and uh somehow rise up against all this oppression and I'm going to kill the video here, but I think the point is that uh, one love and uh, one consciousness is, is a threat to the status quo. All right. Bye.